Hi, this is Sheila Jackson, founder of Eve's Lime Productions. For the last decade, I have been uncovering the stories of black women in rock. And while the goal is to bring those stories to you in film, this is a subject that deserves multiple platforms. So welcome to Five Pounds of Rock, a podcast that showcases unique, bold black women from around the globe who have been called to rock music and the rock life. It's a celebration of our freedom, our heritage, our music, and the legacy of our rock roots. So welcome. Today, my guest is Trina Mead with 3-5 Human. It's a rock band out of Atlanta. Welcome, Trina. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, y'all. Yeah, I'm excited. We finally getting getting to do this interview for the right, first time. Right. So, <laughs> so we're gonna have to go way back since I haven't I haven't talked to you before. Oh, okay. So I All wanna right. know I wanna know just start at the beginning of you know, how how did you come to rock music? How did you come to know rock was the the genre, the thing that you were called to do? Well, uh I didn't know. <laughs> At first, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, in a band, uh, some year, you know, well, you know, growing up in the church, all that, you know, singing. My daddy used to sing in church and everything, and so watching him sing, I knew I wanted to sing. And then uh, moving to Atlanta, I ended up in a an R and B band. We did the, the circuit around Atlanta, a bunch of the clubs and stuff. And then when that band started to subside, the 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 music, the the rock scene in Atlanta, Indigo Girls was really pretty much taken off in Atlanta at that time. And I started paying attention to, you know, some of the things that they were doing, as well as some of the other bands that were playing around town or whatever. And I went to a couple of shows and really loved the energy and everything. Guitar player was already... Tommy Martin, he, you know, he was already into rock music or whatever. And he was wanting to start a band and he was like, you know, so I'm going to do a rock band now because we've done the R&B thing. I'm going to do a rock band. And so moving from that band into rock music and kind of learn the ropes as we went along, you know. So um, and then I realized that I, I really, really enjoyed singing it myself and performing it myself, you know. So that's kind of how I went. That was back in. I guess uh, two no ninety eight. I don't. Know. The girl's been so long ago. <laughs> we don't have to count the years. Mm-hmm. Count. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. that's what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. So, and and how does it feel to perform rock music for you? What does that feel like? Because I'm imagining it's the feeling that brought you to it. It is. It's, I can only compare it to my experiences with gospel and R&B. Gospel, R&B, you have to be what seems like perfect, you know, like, um, and your voice has to do this particular thing in order to be an accepted type platform for you in rock and roll you're expected to do what you want 
you know, and then, you know, we've got these happy little mistakes in rock and roll where it's okay. Like yeah. you, it's, it's, you know, it's like, you know, the break in your voice is a part of rock and roll. The, you know, the, uh, screams of, of, you know, the, the angst and the anxiety is a part of rock, rock and roll. I mean, you can be unruly. You can be who you are. You can be mm -hmm. who you are, however you feel at the moment. That yeah, right there just kind of made me go, okay, yeah. And, and people, people really appreciate that in rock music. I mean, you know, not that they don't in R and B. You know, it's it's. I'm I'm not trying to you know slight anything because I mean, rock and roll came from black people, and so it's you know, and 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 moved in. You know, R and B and gospel, all of this stuff came from black people. So. You know, but I just feel more freedom. That's right. what it is. Mm -hmm. I feel more freedom in rock and roll. So, you know. Yeah. And you are not only the lead singer, but you're also a songwriter, you know, mm. with 3-5 Human. Yeah. And how long have you been writing? Uh, since the beginning of 3-5. Um, we were called Stereo Pop. So it started with 3-5 Human. Well, not the writing, but the being able to um, take that music and deliver it to the people and begin that dance of, you know, being vulnerable, of putting your thoughts and your feelings into song mm -hmm. and into music and saying, here, this is what I have. This is my offering. You know, how do you feel about it or or not how you feel about it? This is what it is. If you like it, you like it, you know, so um we're hoping that you like it, but so that is part of what that is. Um, but we were stereo popsicle at first. Oh, wow. What is this? Yeah. We, what is a stereo popsicle? I don't Very know. Very different. Name. We morphed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it, the music was nicer. I mean, we were, we were project 1990 in R and B and then we moved into a more aggressive type sound with a band called social insanity um that is when we began to work with indigo girls and then tommy and i moved into uh stereo popsicle which was more of a rock but then it had southern southern rock and a little bit of folk in it you know we were just experimenting with the sounds and stuff that we had at the time and then we moved into uh three five human which was very much Mm-hmm. More political. Yeah. So how did the name come about? Can you tell us about the name? I mean, I know what three five human is in reference to, but just for those that may not may not quite know. Well, yeah, it's that it's that reference to the three fifths compromise. Uh where, you know, white people had said that black people are three fifths of a human being. The vote was only worth a three-fifths vote, you know, and mm -hmm. well, women weren't voting back then. So um, we chose that name because everything that has happened down the years, I mean, you can see all of the, all of the blocks and all of the road blocks and stuff that have been thrown in the wake of just being black and trying to 
trying to be who you are, trying to move forward, mm -hmm. you know, just trying to keep people aware about what's going on around us where politics and the and the motives and stuff are concerned, like, you know, to to try to stop the real history of who we are and why things are the way they are and have been for so long. So, you know. Do you think that your music became more political after you changed the name? No, Social Insanity was pretty political. The 3-5 Human, we just took it to that, to that, you know, Social Insanity was like, uh, we were borderlining on the politics, but then we wanted to keep people happy and make them dance and, you know, things like that. 3-5 Human, when we turned into 3-5 mm -hmm. Human, we wanted them to think. We wanted we wanted people to think. Unfortunately, okay. it's not a lot of us that's coming to our shows because it's rock and roll, you know. So, um, but right. but but you know, we've been able to get in front of the audiences of white people to say, "Hey, did you know this? Did you know that? Did you know this?" Some of them didn't. Some of them were very supportive. Some of them just was quiet and enjoyed the music. But you know. We said we want what we wanted to say. We still say what we want to say, you know, so. Yeah, that's what it's all about. It's laying, laying, putting it on the table. Mm -hmm. However, the industry wasn't going to let that out. The industry wasn't going to have it. Yeah. You know, because we had interest. We had strong interest. And then I guess when they when we put out that swig from the acid bottle, we didn't we didn't cut no we didn't cut no corners. And uh, we said well, exactly yeah, what we gonna... wanted to say. And they were like, oh, you know, mm -hmm. so. I was going to ask you about that, especially with the exposure I'm sure you got from touring with the Indigo oh, Girls. Yeah. Now, that's another story because, see, they, they've they had their own discriminations, you know, being, um, you know, living alternative lifestyles. And so, mm -hmm. you know, of course, you know, you can you can you can hide that aspect of who you are. You can't take off your skin. But then to understand that. And say, okay, we're not going to be quiet about this. We want people to hear. We want. Oh, they've just been great. Indigo girls, they, they, they're just good people. You know, all white people ain't bad people. Mm -hmm. I, I, most of my friends are white. You know, and I, it's a cliche, but it's the truth. You know, um, mm -hmm. but those are people that want to hear the truth and 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 and, and want to stand up and say, yeah, we hear you. We're with you. We will support you. We were. We will fight with you. We will stand with you. We will. We will not buy into, you know, the continued oppression of black people or any people. You know what I mean? So, right. mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It, it's a merry-go-round, girl. It's a merry-go-round. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. What What is it like? And and I'm I know the South because I'm originally from the South. I'm oh, from Memphis. Okay. And are now you were originally from mm -mm. Atlanta? Grew up in Indiana, born in Mississippi. Uh, yeah, born okay. in Mississippi, but uh, family moved to Indiana, Indianapolis, and I moved back mm -hmm. down to the South in '85. So the South is my okay. home now. I mean, I've been here longer than I've right. longer than half my life. So, yeah, yeah. So you're a Southern girl. Oh yeah, yeah. Wouldn't move back to the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> now I can't imagine I can't imagine a black rock band in 
in some parts of the Midwest, although I'm sure they're there. I'm sure they are. How is it? It it amazes me. And I've lived on the West Coast for, you know, more than 20 years now, Mm -hmm. going on 30. Mm -hmm. And I can't even imagine a rock band in Memphis, Tennessee, though we're so blues heavy. I know people would love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How how is your music received in Atlanta, and especially now? You know, you've had a couple of different underground music scenes for rock to move through Atlanta, right? You know, in the nineties and early two thousands, mm-hmm. and now again with punk black. How do you feel like? Do you feel like the black music scene in terms of the fans is expanding? Because you were talking about your audience earlier, you know, being primarily white oftentimes right um i can only speak to my experience i i don't Mm -hmm. see i don't see a lot of us embracing it now like when we were doing the black rock lockdown days i mean it was pretty thick but we had all banded together like all of the all of the black rock bands had banded together love joy three five human uh, Mobius Trip, Voodoo Einstein, Wild Peach, um, we Beehive. We had all banded together, and we were we were rocking out together. And mm-hmm. somewhere, I don't know what happened. Somewhere it just stopped. I don't know what happened. I have no idea what happened. But we. We were, uh, you know, uh, Follow For Now brought brought us in, you know, with opening up that avenue. Because Follow For Now with David Ryan Harris and those fellows, they were, they and, and uh, uh, Stuck Mojo. I mean, they were rocking out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's what inspired us to, you know, come out. And then all of a sudden they were gone and, and, and we did our thing around town, but all of a sudden it stopped. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your musical influences there in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Who are some of your musical influences? Well, of course, uh, Mother's Finest. Baby G. Joyce Kennedy. Yes. yes. Um, we, we get a lot of comparisons to them, you know, um, which I have no, that right there is rock royalty, you know? (laughs) And so, um, I listened to her a lot, uh, and, and how she did things and, uh, tried to envelope, envelop some of those, uh, nuances and things like that you know before i could find my own footing or whatever and so Mm -hmm. but then david ryan harris i mean he's an amazing writer and and singer i mean he uh when he left atlanta he was going out with john mayer but i mean his writing and his tone and stuff he could flip it from you know doing some really heavy stuff to some really smooth beautiful uh things and i i'm pretty partial to male voices, I think, you know? Um, so, oh, but then the, the, the person that I would say that really, really inspired me to the core of my soul and, um, told me that I could do this. Um, that was Peach Wild. 
And I remember seeing her and she was just so wild. She was so cool. And I was afraid to sing. I was afraid to just like put my voice out there. And they had a party at her house one night and she put the mic in my hand and she said, girl, sing. And uh, I was like, but I might make a mistake. She said, so, so we all, you don't think I make a mistake. She said, so girl, sing, you got it. And then she put me on stage with her. Mm. She was like, come on, sing with me. There is where I found my confidence. She pushed me and allowed me to be strong and who I, she put clothes on me and everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. Said, put this on. I got this girl, put that on. And her and Dave Wild, Tuesday Gregory, um, Yogi, the Wild Peach Band. That's where I was like, oh, I can do this. And I took it back to my band. You know, I was like, and but that's who told me I could do this. So and she influenced me a lot. Listening you know, so. to you now is so amazing and, and interesting or hard to believe that there was a time that you thought you couldn't do this. Because, Ooh. I mean, you guys, what was that uh, song, No Notes Wasted? That That's how I describe your music. It's like you lay it all out on the Girl. table. Well, no Notes Wasted. <laughs> well, when you're watching and you're listening to somebody like uh, Wow Peach... Mm -hmm. It's like, I mean, why waste it? I mean, you have the opportunity to say what you want to say exactly the way you want to say it. Why waste it? You know, why yeah. waste it? So, you know. Yeah, it sound, it's a more, to me, and from just from interviewing black women in rock for years, for more than a decade now, it's, I feel like it's, it's about an intuitive approach to singing versus I'm singing what's on the music. Kind uh yeah. It's like a more intuitive, you know, of being open to whatever is there, whatever is called whatever to comes come out is right. <laughs> like, you know, it's like whatever like in the writing process, it's, it 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 should not be a forced and calculated type thing in rock and roll mm -hmm. because i mean the vulnerability of the moment is what makes the dance happen and then you know when you come out with a song and it's just so natural it's like you and the universe dancing it you know dancing with what it is that you have inside of you and are trying to uh, offer the people so you know it's it's a lot of different approaches and stuff like that but um just to be able to put yourself out there like that is just an amazing feeling. You know, if I want to, if I'm frustrated and I want to scream and get something out, that rock and roll helps me to be able to let that thing fly and <laughs> let it fly as long as I need to until, you know, sometimes I'm on my knees because my stomach is hard. It's tired of, of, of screaming, you know, but yeah. that release people feel. Mm -hmm. You know, um, they feel and they appreciate it because, I mean, it's it's about laying your vulnerabilities out there for people to feel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So. so I know you all have been performing and you got a performance coming up 
this weekend. What mm-hmm. what else is in store for for Three Five Human? Have you been working on another EP or mm-hmm. what's going on? Yeah, so uh, Friday we're doing uh, the Juneteenth Festival here in Atlanta, the official Juneteenth Festival here in Atlanta downtown in uh, Centennial Park. We're going on at 7 p.m. on Friday, which is um, really cool. Um, really excited to play. And I think most of uh, most of uh, the uh, the musical performances will be done mostly in an R&B vein. Uh, hip hop, R and B, and then you've got some spoken word and some speakers and stuff, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I've been very close to the organizers putting things together and helping to get things together. Ken Ford is playing on Sunday. I got to throw that out there. That's my boy. Um, Are you all going to be touring anytime soon, or what's the climate like in terms of people haven't just outside? opened up that yet? But. Um, People are still doing virtual concerts and stuff. We've we've got that on Friday, and then we're playing at Smithsville Bar. It's a, it's a place over in Midtown, Smithsville Bar, on the 7th of July. And then Tommy and I have a Volume TV. It's a virtual concert. It's two hours of music. We're doing that. And yeah, we're working on another record. You know, so uh, we're working for next year because the festivals and everything will be wide open for next year. So we're preparing and getting new music together um, for next year to be able to jump on the, the festivals and stuff around the country. So. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, thank you for for joining me. And I'm so excited to know that there's more just powerful music to come you know whenever before i interview anybody i always like jam their music all morning Ah, (laughs) and anybody who wants to listen to your music you can go to the black women in rock uh station by eve lime on spotify we have a black women in rock playlist and i'm sure you can just Google three five human mm-hmm. and find loads mm-hmm. of loads and loads of of their music out Girl. there. Well, I mean, I just want to say thank you for even just doing this. You know what I mean? For putting it out there because there's not a lot of it out there as far as talking about the the black remnant women in rock and roll. And yeah. yeah, so I'm just really excited that you're doing this. I really appreciate you doing this. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you joining me. Yeah. <laughs> and a pound of rock to you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. A pound of rock to you as well. Thanks for listening to Five Pounds of Rock, a production of Eve's Line. For more information, visit evesline.com or blackwomeninrock.com. And to hear the music of these artists, check out the Black Women in Rock playlist on Spotify.